Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Welcome to Working in Yoga, friends. This is one of my favorite conversations that I've had in a really long time. I am a lover of collaboration, just like the guests on the podcast, and I don't think there is anyone better to talk about collaboration than these three amazing humans. This week, I am airing my conversation with John Cottrell, Sherry Fisher, and Allison Russell. The three of them are all friends of the podcast, and they are here to share about their unique collaborative partnership that they've created together. Honestly, I cannot remember the last time I enjoyed listening to so many useful gems about building relationships, especially in the context of business, in one conversation. You won't want to miss a minute. In the meantime, let me ask you to subscribe to the podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're feeling generous and love working in yoga, please leave a review. This helps other yoga professionals find this podcast so they can listen to all the amazing gems just like you. If you are keen to get weekly emails from me talking about yoga industry stuff, snag my newsletter link in the show notes. I am cooking up a fun new offering that is dedicated to all my amazing yoga professionals out there, and once it's finalized, those of you in the newsletter will be the first to know. Now, I'm not going to make you wait a minute longer. Let's get straight into my interview with John, Allison, and Sherry. Hi, friends. Welcome to Working in Yoga. Okay, so I have another collaboration podcast today. I have more than one guest on my screen in front of me in Zoom, and like, I just love this idea is that we can get so many people together and they can share all the amazing work they're doing. And in this particular instance, how they are working together. So let me introduce you to my friends, Allison Russell, John Cottrell, and Sherry Fisher. And I'm going to have them all introduce themselves. Allison, why don't you start and introduce yourself? You've been a friend of the podcast before. So say hi. Hello, thanks for having me back, Rebecca. Uh, I'm Allison Russell. I'm the founder of the Yoga Teacher Conference. I've been a yoga teacher since 2006, and I like to think that collaboration is my superpower. Pretty much everything I do is collaborating with other people. I've worked with Rebecca on projects. I've been working with Sherry and John for a long time, and I love, love, love talking about this topic. Yes. How about you, John? Will you introduce yourself for us? Absolutely. Hello, everybody. My name is John Cottrell, and I reside in Salt Lake City. And I have been a yoga instructor, ooh, since, oh, let's see, maybe 1999. Ooh, remember that? <laughs> Last century, everybody. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so a longtime yoga instructor and uh, the founder and uh, uh, worker of Embody. And I do Embody clothing. I do Embody workshops. I do Embody yoga teacher training. So you just want to embody it all. Um, I enjoy working with people doing retreats and workshops and trainings, of course. And of course, working with these two fantastic individuals. And this will be a fun, fun uh, conversation. So thanks for having me on. Thank you. And I want all of those of you who are listening, go back a couple episodes because this episode will be dropping after John's solo episode. And so go back a few episodes and you're going to listen to me and John talk about what it means to be a yoga therapist and to combine yoga therapy and actual traditional CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. So go back and listen to John's other episode. Now, Sherry Fisher, will you introduce yourself, my dear, and also share with us how you all started collaborating? My name is Sherry Fisher, and I took my teacher training in 2010, and I've been teaching, studying, and practicing yoga ever since. I also got my master's degree in transpersonal studies, and so I try to weave that in, which has to do with uh, meditation and intuition, and, and I love bringing all of the pieces that I've been interested in together when I'm teaching yoga. Most recently, I've written a book called Standing Room Only, How to Be That Yoga Teacher, and I've put together over 25 years of teaching group exercise and put that into five pillars of powerful teaching. And so I now am teaching teachers how to teach better yoga, and I have been blessed in working with both John and Allison. And just as Allison said, my superpower is collaboration. I love, love, love working with people because I think there's a synergy that happens. One plus one plus one in a collaboration is much more than three. And I have absolutely found this, that with these two wonderful people. Um, and you asked me also to talk about how we met. I moved to Park City, Utah. Yes. And 2015 and started to attend John Cottrell's classes. He teaches yoga in Salt Lake City and I met him. And as I was writing the book, I asked him if he would take a look at uh, several parts of the book, um, including the fifth pillar of powerful teaching, which is consideration. And that's teaching yoga in diverse and meaningful ways for all people. And so he was very helpful and supportive of that. About the same time, I was in the Connected Yoga Teacher Facebook group, and I saw a couple of comments that Allison had made about a new idea she had about a yoga teacher conference bringing yoga teachers together. And so she was talking about the Yoga Teacher Conf, which I wholeheartedly support. Um, several years earlier, I had been at one of the large festivals, yoga festivals, and I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a track for yoga teachers so that we could share best practices and continue to develop ourselves as professionals because we are. So I reached out to Allison and I said, I think you have a brilliant idea. And when I gave her that huge compliment, I think she immediately started to like me, but um, it really was such a great idea. And so I started to connect with Allison and, um, served on her DEI committee, which is the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, met some wonderful people on that committee, and I submitted two applications to present at the first Yoga Teacher Conf in Denver, which was in 2020. And at that same time, so the two different workshops that I offered to her, Allison said, what if we presented one of them as a masterclass free as part of the promotion for the Yoga Teacher Conf to give people an idea of the quality of information and presenters that we will have? 
And then the other one was on intuitive yoga teaching. And so then I reached out to John and I said, John, how would you like to present this workshop with me on the book? And we called it How to Stand Out as a Yoga Teacher. And our goal was to cover the five pillars of powerful teaching. And then as I started to put the slides together, I thought the more voices and the more experience and expertise we can bring in and examples, the better. And so we decided to ask Allison. So I introduced Allison and John and we presented the masterclass, the free masterclass, how to stand out as a yoga teacher, which is still available free on the yoga teacher comp site. And you can get um, continuing education credits for that. So um, that's the way that we first came together. And we all presented at the first yoga teacher comp, which was virtual. And then we all again presented this past May, um, April, um, and it was, um, we did it live. And then what we decided after that first one is we just decided to keep meeting and we debriefed and celebrated with Allison because it was so successful. And we decided to keep meeting and, and thinking, you know, how can we continue to come together, speak in a bigger voice, reach more people? And that's how our collaboration really started. So you've said something that I love because this is one of the reasons I love Allison's offering at Yoga Teacher Conf is that I am a firm believer that we all feel so much more empowered and nourished when we come together as professionals. Like when we meet, like when you come to a yoga conference and you meet other people who are just as nerdy about yoga as you, you're like, oh my God, it's you. Oh my gosh, can we talk about the coaches? And I'm like, like, it gets so exciting. And so I love hearing stories of collaboration because oftentimes, and I'll just speak for myself, I have found my experience of my community has been an experience of high competition and not a lot of like, making friends. So was there any hesitation on any of your parts about collaborating together? So this is Allison. I can speak a little bit to this. Personally, I have always collaborated with others and not every collaboration has gone perfectly. I've had one specifically that did not go well, but to me, collaboration, it kind of reminds me of dating. Like, yeah, sometimes you get your heart broken, but you still have to go out there and you still have to put yourself out there and you still have to try, right? Um, and then you fall in love. It's beautiful. So a few, a few things that really, really, <laughs> a few things that I think really worked well for us is first, we had really clearly defined audiences. Now, and we had clearly defined audiences and then clearly defined ways that we wanted to work with those teachers. All of us actually work with the same audience, but we do it in different ways. And I think that's what's really important is I often see yoga teachers all trying to reach the same audience and do the same thing. And what about instead of trying to do the same thing, you work with someone with the same audience, but you do different things. You know, I have conferences, Sherry has a book, John has teacher trainings. You know, we work with yoga teachers, but we do it in different ways. And we are very clear on that. And I think that really, really makes a huge difference. Um, so that's why I never felt like competition was going to be a problem because I knew that they were really clear in what they were doing. I think it also helps that each of us have worked in a, real, in a variety of yoga settings and we've worked with different people before. And we also have a strong personal practice. And I feel like whenever you 
whenever you dive deep in your yoga practice and you find that place, that self and center place, you recognize the abundance that is out there. And you're able to say, you know, this is what I'm doing and this is who I am. And I am more open to allowing others to come in. And I think that that deep personal practice is a really important piece. Um, Yeah. So that's my, that's my thoughts. And I'd like to add in one other thing um, based on what Allison just said is we do serve the same audience with, with similar overlapping things. I think of it like a Venn diagram, but then I love referring my target audience to Allison and to John and to other collaborative share partners, because to me, it provides more services for them to help them continue to develop as yoga teachers. And so it gives me two really great referral um, sources that I can say, I have full faith that if you take John's yoga teacher training, you are going to love it. John, did you have something to add here? I do have something to add. And, and based on just on what Allison said and just what Sherry just said, and what Sherry just said was, um, I just have to highlight what they both said earlier. They, they mentioned that collaboration is their superpower. I definitely have to agree with that. They are wonderful collaborators. And what allows them to be such wonderful collaborators is that because they do wonderful networking. And just what Sherry said, she was thinking, hmm, you know, I know someone who would be great at this. And, and so just having that, that mental Rolodex, I think they both have, they could just kind of run through that cycle and just kind of know you know, someone or a group of someones who have a particular strength or, or um, um, uh, opportunity that would fit somewhere else. And so they, she, they connect them. And that's exactly what Allison and Sherry do. They are so good at connecting people. And I think that's how our connection happened, how I kind of got pulled into the loop. And what um, Allison just said about uh, having a personal practice I just want to highlight on that a little bit, because I think in addition to that, what's allowed us to be um, friends and business folks working together is that not only do we have um, a personal and deep yoga practice, but we live it. I think we live our, our yoga. And I think from that, there's this, this joy. And I just, that's the word that really comes out for me that, that describes kind of our friendship. There's just so much joy around it. You know, I think there's this bubble of, of joy and happiness and abundance and gratitude of what we do. It makes it easy for us, you know, to work together. Okay, so there's a lot that I want to talk about. One thing I want to say, a little note to the introverts who might be listening, is that this is this is something, networking is a skill, and being a people connector is a skill, and I will own, I am a hard introvert. Like, if you have those personality tests where you have 20 introverted questions, this is a true story, I will, I will tag 16 of them as, as introverted, but it was a choice I made young to be able to connect people because that is just a powerful skill that you can learn whether you feel like you're good at networking or not this is not like a personality thing now i know allison really well and she's like the friendliest most personable human ever possible like i know she's a hard extrovert (laughs) but i'm telling you introverts you can do this too 
And I want to tie back in what Allison said in that analogy of dating. So when you're collaborating with people and you start dating and you feel like everything is all shiny and new and you're like, oh my God, I love your outfits. And oh my gosh, that social post is really great. But then after you date somebody for a while, there's a point where you have to define your relationship. Did you all ever hit that point where you're like, well, hey, so we're official now. Um, or was it just like a natural thing? Like you were like, oh, we're in collaboration. We didn't have to talk about it. Yeah. When do we put that ring on it? Do we put a ring on it? You guys? <laughs> yeah. If you like it, then you That's better what I'm put asking. a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember something specifically. I had invited one of my marketing um, contractors to come on to one of our monthly calls. And I remember her asking us, what's your mission? And we, this was in the beginning, so we hadn't really formulated what our mission was and what our purpose was. We just liked doing things together. And so we started a collaborative Google Doc where we started working on what our mission was. And what I saw in that document was each of us was putting in our own personal mission, uh, meaning my business's mission, Allison's and John's. But then we started to see where the overlap was and started to see how the trio of us and our collaboration could reach more people with more services. And I think that's really when we started to um, formalize it a little bit more. But I will also say some of the beauty is it's not super formalized. We've, I've not, we've not drawn up papers. We've never signed papers. And I, we haven't had a time that I remember that we've had conflict. And if we did, I have a feeling just because of those strong friendships and, and communication skills and the personal yoga practice, we could talk through that and find resolution and be even closer. So you mentioned, Sherry, the Google Doc. Now, how do you all work together, the nitty gritty? So we've got this Google Doc going on. You said you have monthly meetings. Like, are there agendas for the meetings or do you just get on and kind of chat and see where it goes? Allison? Yes. So Sherry is incredibly good at being organized and setting agendas for us. So at every, so we have our working Google doc. I, I have it even pulled up right now. It's, it has everything, all the meetings that we've ever had, and it has our ideas. It has action steps for each of us. Um, everything is in this Google doc. And then before our next meeting, Sherry will often sit down and she puts together a short agenda. We do our check-ins first personally. What's the last month been like? How are you doing? And then we go through also all the action steps that we took. Did we, did we accomplish everything, right? And if not, well, how can we help each other accomplish it? And then we go through, okay, so what is the next step to move us forward? So Sherry's really, really good about putting that down. I do feel like every group, you need someone to do that right? It's very easy to not put an agenda down. And now you just hop on a call and now you're just gabbing for an hour, which is beautiful in its own place, right? But if you're really wanting to try and move your business forward or move your teaching forward, you do need some kind of an agenda. Um, and you need someone who is checking in and, and, you know, sending you a text message. that's like, Hey, don't forget, we have a meeting tomorrow. And Sherry is excellent at that. And that comes from, uh, I've been a life coach since 2007. So I do all the action steps with my clients. And then more recently, I've gotten into professional coaching and group facilitation. And I will tell you that a well-designed, well-planned out agenda will help 
every meeting be more purposeful. You don't want to have a meeting just to have a meeting. You want to move it forward. And, and in between the meetings is when all the work takes place. We talk about ideas and um, ways that we can connect with people and where we could be, um, you know, to, could do things like this. But it's the actual work that happens in between the sessions that is what makes the collaboration work. And so, yeah, I do agree that somebody needs to take a, a leadership role in the organization of it. It doesn't have to be huge, and I don't think it's hard, but I do think it's purposeful, and it will make the, the meetings more meaningful. I really like having the, the Google Docs because up until recently, you know, we, we hadn't met each other in person. And so we were always, you know, meeting, but our meetings were virtual. And so we needed a way to kind of keep track of everything and just, you know, just the, the miracle and wonder of the internet and having this nice device of Google Docs and even texting, you know, it's, you know, it just keeps track of everything. If I forget something, I can always go back and say, oh yes, there's my action step and that's what I need to do. And oh yes, and Sherry has already set up our next meeting. And it's just right there, fully organized, ready to go. So I know exactly what I need to do, what my, what my responsibilities are. So if you're looking for a way to kind of keep track of everything, um, I, I would highly suggest you know Google Docs or something that's uh, similar where you can actually be working on it simultaneously. That's what's really cool about it too. So it seems like you've highlighted a couple things that I think are ideal for the yoga community. One is that you are an accountability group as well. So with your Google Docs and your meetings, you're holding each other accountable in your businesses within yoga, which, oh my gosh, y'all listening, I'm gonna get really close to the mic. You should do that immediately because we need more people working on their businesses together in yoga. Okay, now that's how you know I'm serious. <laughs> so I want to ask you this. So let's say we have people listening out there. I mean, new yoga professionals, yoga therapists, people who are excited at this idea of like, oh my gosh, I need friends. That was how I started making friends in the yoga community is it's a really lonely job. We have a really lonely job. I talk about that a lot, that it is isolating in our communities. And so to have friends within the business community is important. So let's say someone's listening going, I, I need what John, Allison, and Sherry have. What are your dating tips? How do you first meet people so that you can make that collaboration together? Sherry said that she knew John in person, and then you pulled Allison into the mix. Would you say in person is the way to go? I would add in, especially now since we've gone through the pandemic, I think in person is great. And if you can go to a, the yoga teacher comp, if you can go to meetings, if you can um, pull together yoga teachers in your region, that type of thing, that is great. It goes back to that networking thing we've talked about. But I will also say you can, I found Allison online. I would have never probably heard of Allison and her idea had I not been um, visiting around in on the Facebook groups that are specifically for yoga teachers. And I think the other thing, the other key to networking is always thinking about what's in it for you, not coming about what's in it for me. You can feel that resonance in your heart. Like this is somebody I get along with. 
But when I thought about Allison, when I, I first reached out to her, my family lives in Denver. And I said to her, I said, my sister and I are working on this book together. She is in Denver. I was in Utah at the time. And I said, anything we could do to help you, I really want to support you in this. So if you approach it from a what's in it for you, I think that's where you're going to really connect with people because I think they will feel the authenticity of that. But it also, once I have done something for you, it opens you up to say what's in it for you, for me. And so if we both start approaching it from that perspective, I just, I think it, it's the both and versus the either or. It's, it's we create abundance because we see and feel abundance. I met Allison online too. So she's good at connecting people online. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I am a very strong extrovert. So I know that this is more of an extroverted opinion or extroverted experience, but I just, I talk to people, you know, I, I have also found a lot of benefit from online networking, which a few years ago before the pandemic, I never would have said that. Um, but just going into Facebook groups and being active in Facebook groups, you know, if someone caught, if someone has a question, answer the question, right? Um, if someone has like a celebration, they're celebrating something, celebrate with them, just be active and find the people who you resonate with. You don't have to be friends with everyone, but I know I, I really found Rebecca because she was talking about difficult topics in the yoga world. And I was like, Ooh, I want to dive in with that. And I found, and Sherry found me because I was talking about something that was important to her and then compliments are really nice. So that was really a good way, Sherry, <laughs> tell someone that you like what they're doing and they will love you. <laughs> um, so I think just, you know, give more than what you receive. Like Sherry said, always go in it, go into something thinking about how you can genuinely help others, not what you're going to get from the relationship. That's also a great rule for dating, right? Or any friendship. Always give more than you receive. John? Okay, so let's say you've had a collaboration in the past, John, and it has not worked out. Maybe, you know, she was meeting somebody else at the coffee house and not you, or maybe he took your content and put it on his walls and it was a direct copy of what your content was. Not that I'm going to make this all about myself, but, but that totally has happened to me. Like, what do you do if you've had those bad experiences in business collaborations? Have, have y'all had it? And John, I'm going to, I'm going to start with your wisdom first. Like, what are your tips for getting past that to create these nourishing collaborations like the one you three have made? I have had a burn, a pretty bad burn. And this was some years ago. And I think what helped in my circumstance is that I wasn't alone in the experience. I, ha I had other colleagues and friends around me. And, and I think that really helped because um, I was being burned by this this particular very important and well-established kind of business um, uh, workings, a lot of us got really hurt. And, but knowing that I had people on my side um, to, to commiserate with and to talk about things and, and help move through the process was really helpful. 
So just kind of putting it into that dating perspective, you know, if, if it's difficult to, to talk directly to the person that you're having the concern with, if you've got a collection of um, supporters, friends, family, you know, people like that, that you can go to to get that support that you need, I think that's really important. Um, and maybe they can give you some guidance on how to then perhaps approach that person or at least the situation so that you can move forward. Because there's no reason why you need to stay stuck in a, in a hard space where you feel depleted, you feel bad, and your motivation's gone. And you, that's not living in joy and abundance. And so if you can be around and surround yourself um, with people who can lift you up and help you to move forward, I think that's a piece. And that's certainly something to help with me with, with my circumstance. Yeah. Does anybody else want to share times when they felt burned and how they were able to get past that and to go forward creating a new collaboration? Maybe Allison? Yeah. So I had a really, really bad experience in 2020. Um, not only did it hurt me personally, but it was also with a group that I was in charge of. And so I had to hold the container for everyone in the situation. And it was really tough. And I think the most important thing to remember is professionalism and communication. You are still a professional, right? This is still a business. So think about how you would handle this situation if you were in an office. Now you're probably, now it may, it may just be you coworker to coworker. So if there is a boss, maybe you can talk with that boss. I'm putting that in quotation marks. Um, or, you know, if someone hurts you in an office setting, you want to talk to them about that. You don't want to start drama. Don't, don't be dramatic. Don't feed into it. Um, address it in the most professional way that you can let them know, Hey, this hurt me and see how they respond. Right. If they still are not treating you fairly, it's always okay to end the relationship. It's always okay to quit a job if you are not happy with it. And that goes the same for a collaboration. Don't stay in a, don't stay somewhere where you're unhappy. So I always just try and think of things like, okay, if I was in an office setting, what would I do about this situation? How would I handle it? Because I think that's the most professional way that we can handle things. And communication is just so important. Listening to them, maybe seeing where they're coming from being free to share your experiences as well. Communication becomes very important. What about you, Sherry? So a couple of things I'd like to add just from my years of coaching and group facilitation is designing the alliance is really important. And so when I was talking about that turning point for us where we sort of were just gathering together and then we started to work on our mission, I do it with my clients what's called designing the alliance, which is how do we want to be with each other? And when something hard comes up in a, in a conversation or in, in the relationship, that's a perfect time to say, you know, let's slow down a little bit because uh, my view of it was this. I'm curious what your view is and how do we mesh the two of those together? Do we still mesh the two of those together? Do we, do we agree on that? And then sometimes it's having those courageous conversations that are scary because I think none of us really like confrontations. We like to be liked, we like to get along, but I will tell you when we are, have the confidence to have courageous conversations, it opens the door to more intimacy and more trust, depending how you work through it. 
And then the last thing I would add in is when you do have a disagreement, one of the key things is to always go back to what you know you agree on. So let's say we're not getting along up here, but we still down here say, gosh, our goal is to help yoga teachers continue to develop as professionals. We agree on that, right? Right. So my idea of it is to do it this way. Your idea is to do it this way. How can we work together on those two things? Or is this something we work separately so that we keep the respect within the relationship, even if we disagree and we leave that conversation closer, whether we're working together or not. So just like Allison said, it comes down to clear communication and respect for each other as professionals. So I'm going to take a gamble here, Sherry, because I bet you can answer this question pretty quickly. Do you have any resources, books people could read to help people improve their communication skills amongst each other? I have a couple, but I bet you have more. I have a lot of great communication skills and a lot of what I got was um, through my coaching training. And so there's a coactive coaching book that I did and you don't have to be a coach to get the communication skills out of it, but there's another book called Getting Real. And I think that any, any self-development that you do, any self-inquiry, any personal development, any yoga, your yoga journey helps you develop to be a more whole person and whole people can relate and communicate better because it comes from a place of authenticity. It comes from a place of trust. And yes, we all go outside of our bounds and I'll have a temper tantrum every once in a while and have to reel myself back in, I'm human. But I think anything that you do that personally develops you, your yoga practice will help you with, your, with those courageous conversations and with all of your communication. Thank you. Now, John, what do you think your best biggest benefit from this collaboration has been? What I've benefited from is just feeling inspired and motivated by these two. And let me backtrack a little bit because um, though Allison especially, and I would say I would put Sherry in this category too, you know, they're extroverts. Am I am I correct saying you're an extrovert? I'm not. <laughs> so I can relate to you, Rebecca, and probably some of your listeners. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am an introvert. I think I used to be an extrovert, but I've slowly have kind of transitioned and where I'm, I'm much more introverted. And so um, I feel so inspired by um, the workings that Allison and Sherry do. And it just gives me that nice little kick in the butt, especially with networking, because that can be, you know, a challenge for me at times. But even just with other things that I'm working on, whether it's just, you know, getting some work done, some writing done, or developing a new project and things like that, where, like you said, Rebecca, this is a very lonely, you know, um, industry sometimes. And so you just need that kick in the butt. And I get it from them. So being inspired and motivated have really helped me. Let's talk action steps, Allison, because I know you love an action step. I also love an action step. So let's say we have folks out here going, I'm dying to find this new community of people. I want my Sherry. I want my John. I want those people who I align with and are going to help me be motivated to do my goal, to, to achieve my goals. What do you think? Give me a couple first action steps for those people. That's a great question. Thanks. You know what I would first encourage you to do is identify, really identify who your target audience is. Who is it? 
are you working with new moms? Are you working with yoga teachers? Are you working with seniors? Who are you working with? Get very clear on that. And then I would find either online or in person places where you can connect with others who align with your target audience. And they don't even have to be the same industry. So for example, you may be wanting to work with moms. Maybe you wanna, you don't need to find other yoga teachers to collaborate with. Maybe you wanna go and find doulas to collaborate with. Um, so I would think about outside of your, think outside of the box, right? Get very clear on who you want to help and then find where those people who are helping those people, where they are hanging out. And then go and just start hanging out. You don't even have to talk to anyone. Maybe you just join a Facebook group and you start to observe. Maybe you just go to a networking event and you just start to observe. Just start to engage would be my best, best advice. Anyone else want to add some action steps there? Sherry. A couple of things come to mind for me. So um, I would envision what it is that you want. So what would it look like? What would it feel like? How would you feel when you're in a relationship with your collaborative partners? How would you help serve your target audience? Um, I met my husband this way. They, one of my friends told me, she said, make a list of everything that you'd like in an ideal mate from top to bottom and anything you don't identify, the universe will identify for you. And I wrote it all down in my journal, still have my journal. Year later, met my husband and forgot about my list. And then um, he got deployed to Iraq. He was in Iraq for about 15 months. And I found that journal and I typed it all into him. I was, I'm like, look at this list. This is you, I manifested you. So I think that we, it's very powerful what we can bring in when we are open to it. And then I think the other thing that I would think about or sit with is what can you give and what might you want to get? Because there are so many things, let's say I'm an extrovert and I'm a great networker and I can bring that to the table. What do I wanna get? I'm not as good as um, recruiting people for my email list. And I know Allison is great at that. So what are some ways that you can match with people where you have some overlapping gifts and some gaps in your gifts that you can um, come together and collectively be more whole? So what can you give and what can you get? Okay, how about you, John? Gosh, let's see. Um, I really like the idea of searching for those parts of self that you want to enrich. Let's say that I can speak personally, I want to enhance my own networking skills. And so finding ways to, to do that and even finding people who can help me with that. And like what Allison said, that might come outside of your yoga circle, just other industries, other professions, other, um, this can even be just friends and family. You know, when we talk about collaborations, it doesn't have to be just business oriented. You know, your collaborative efforts might be with your cousin, with your aunt, <laughs> with your neighbor next door. You know, especially if they 
um, have values and traits and strengths that you appreciate and maybe you want to enrich in yourself. And like what Sherry said, and if you've got something to offer too, you know, that's a give and take, it truly is a give and take. And then you might really build something right there. And if it is a little challenging to, you know, network in person at first, I love the idea of just getting online. We've got Facebook groups and all kinds of networking and uh, groups out there that you can just kind of take a look at and see what piques your interest and, and then start to dabble, you know, just start, just take those steps forward. And I'll add in for the introverts, because I am an extrovert, probably not as much as Allison, and I have been moving more introverted, but I used to be the membership and marketing director at a chamber of commerce. And one of the things that I love to do as an extrovert is connect with somebody who's not as extroverted as I am and introduce them around. So if you're the extrovert, think about how can my skills help somebody like John at a big party? If I can walk John, with John around and introduce him and say, John, he has this great training coming up and you need to know John, John, tell her about this. Um, and at the same time, introduce her to him. I think you can buddy up and, and can both of you can develop because then I can sit back in more of an introverted space and let John connect with this other person. And I feel like I've served both of them. Yes, that's such good advice. I have a good friend who is possibly the most extro extroverted person I know. No offense, Allison, but she is so extroverted. And she tells people outright she just adopts introverts. She just adopts them and introduces them to other people. And I will say, as, as a resident introvert here, if you're listening to this and you're going, I don't know if I have anything to bring to a collaboration. I'm not sure if I feel confident enough like going into the Facebook groups. I, I agree, Facebook groups are a really great way to connect with other people in the industry and go in there and practice your writing. Because that's what I tell people all the time. If you feel nervous, we all know that writing is a skill, especially if you're on social media or you're doing emails or blogs or whatever use that platform to just practice writing for a little bit and you'll be surprised how conversational it can become and how easy you can connect with other people. It's a great way to learn how to edit, how to be concise, how to not take things personally. As Allison can attest to, I start fights with people online all the time, sometimes for sport. <laughs> but it's just a great way to help get your thoughts out in the world and see how they resonate with other people. You'll be surprised who you align with. I'll add in one other thing just on the side. Um, John brings so much professionally. I mean, since before the turn of the century, he was teaching and practicing yoga. But there's, I, I mean, I just want to encourage people to think outside the box. You can go, do not know this about John possibly, but he is a baker. And so when I showed up at the yoga teacher comp in Denver this spring, he brought these huge chocolate chip cookies, huge, big, and thick. And he offered them to Allison and to I, because we've been working together so much. But he, there's so many ways that you can give, and it doesn't always have to be that professional. Here's my resume. Here's what I can offer. Like, what comes from your heart? How can you show up in this relationship? And John, you can send me a box of cookies as a, you know, for a little bit of payment for that bug. Got it on it right now. <laughs> All right, you three, let's wrap this up. I want everybody to know how they can get a hold of you. Um, so give me the easiest social media handle and your website so that people know how to get a hold of you. Allison, I'm going to let you begin. 
Sure. You can find me at yoga teacher conf, conf.com. And that's also our social media yoga teacher conf. And you'll find all of our upcoming events and conferences that we have. There's also a lot of free trainings on there to really help yoga teachers. Our mission is really to provide affordable continuing education, a lot of community support, and a lot of connection for yoga teachers. Because like Rebecca said, it's kind of lonely out there. So we provide that platform for all yoga teachers. So yogateacherconf.com. John? Folks can find me at uh, johncotrell.com. I think that's just all things John, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, johncotrell.com. That's where you can find my, my current yoga schedule, whether it's in person or online. You can um, <clears throat> get links to my, uh, where you can find my books on Amazon. If I'm doing any trainings or workshops uh, in town or even out of the country, uh, what else? My men's yoga clothing line, everything is right there. And if you want to schedule a yoga therapy session with me, which I can do in person and online, you can also find all that there. And Sherry. I would say first, get on the email list for both Allison and John. Allison, every time I get an email from her, she, it feels like she's talking directly to me and possibly she is, maybe she sends me just the one email, but I have a feeling it goes out to everybody and get so much great information. And from John, his emails come and I learn so much more about in depth about different yoga practices and history. And um, he writes on a lot of different blogs. So absolutely get on their email lists. For me, you can uh, find me at root2riseyogis.com with two T's, root, R-O-O-T, two, T-O, rise, R-I-S-E, root2riseyogis.com. And there's where you can find the link to purchase the book, Standing Room Only, How to Be That Yoga Teacher. We are in conversations right now with a potential publisher. So hopefully soon it will be available on Amazon. I will keep you posted on that. And then on social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Root to Rise Yogis. And you can find us there. I have the best marketing team. They put together awesome reels and they are taking each one of the pillars and talking about them theming the months. And so um, those are the best places to find me. And, and on my website, you can also uh, find my email address, email me. I love having the personal conversations with the people who are reading the book, um, who are yoga teachers, who are developing themselves as yoga professionals. Um, I love that. So reach out and say hello. Okay. And before we go, I'm going to give you all one piece of homework that just came to me like 30 seconds ago. I want you all to go out in your communities and promote somebody else the way sherry just did for allison and john right now because that was so damn skillful sherry i mean and you know how you get that skillful you just do it over and over and over again so go find somebody else whose work you love and shout them out on social media shout them out in your local community because that really is how collaboration begins thank you all so much for joining me for working in yoga i know so many people are going to have so much benefit from this conversation. So thank you all, Allison, John, and Sherry, so much. Was that not the most incredible conversation? I cannot begin to tell you how much more fulfilling and nurturing my yoga professional life has been since making connections and collaborations with people. It has truly made the world of difference to me. So let me deeply encourage you to go out and do the same for yourself. 
My key takeaways are, number one, collaboration in business is a lot like dating. Sometimes you're going to get your heart broken and sometimes you'll fall in love. Two, collaboration isn't just an extroverted skill. Even introverts like myself can learn skills of connecting with people and find it very rewarding. Number three, agendas help meetings be purposeful. Collaboration within your business can take longer without focus and organization. Number four, find an accountability group that keeps you motivated. In-person is great, but if you start to interact with people online, just make sure that you are building connections that serve both you and them. And lastly, have you ever been burned in a yoga business collaboration? Remember professionalism and communication and ask yourself how you want to be and how you want to show up with other people. Thanks again, as always, for listening, friends. And next week's episode is a solo one for me. I'm talking about all things leadership, one of my favorite topics. I can't wait to meet you there.